0: Didn't pick dum dum are dump, that are dumped,
1: dum taram, dumped, dumped,
0: Welcome to another episode of Breaking Mayberry, the show about two men who try to understand 2018 America by diving into old-timey America with the A.D. Griffiths Show. I'm Marty Schneider. I'm Dan Ludwig. And we have a special guest today, digital storyteller and my co-host on the occasional political theater podcast, Miss Marta Rusick.
2: Hi, everybody. How's it going?
0: Glad to have you on the show.
2: Glad to be here.
0: And the reason we brought you on is because... Today we're doing uh, two episodes, one of which has not aged well at all. No, um, God. God help us. So we're doing episode season one still, episodes 10 and 12. We're skipping 11. That's a Christmas episode, so we're going to save that for something else. Circling back on that. Yeah, yeah. Episode 10, uh, Ellie for Counsel, uh, directed by Bob Sweeney and written by Jack, El- Jack Ellison and Charles Stewart, and episode 12 stranger in town directed by Don Weiss and we have to
3: <laughs> Don Weiss comes back for the weird
0: ones every time well we have to say goodbye to Don Weiss I looked it up this is his last episode he goes out swinging he, yeah he really just like charges forward on this uh, and by the way get used to hearing the name Bob Sweeney because he like dominates the next couple of, of seasons like the next season and a half it's the most uh, old tiny writer name ever it he looks like it sounds like the name of like an, a farmer that was trying to like sabotage other farmers' plans to grow the biggest pumpkin. He sounds like, like an industrialist.
3: You curse the name of, like, God damn you, Sweeney! I'll crush you in business.
0: Bob Sweeney is the name of a Scooby Doo villain. Yeah, oh. I
2: would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you, damn kids. Yeah,
0: yeah. Let's get into this episode ten. Ellie for counsel, um, directed by Bob Sweeney. Bob Sweeney. Uh, Bob Sweeney. Aired December 12th, 1960. Just always like to give our, uh, a timeline here. And my. Reference point is we just elected JFK.
3: Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. good point. see, yeah. also I was like looking for a reference point. I was like, have there been any milestones in like like women's voting rights around this time period? Yeah, the Wikipedia page cuts off well before anything mm-hmm. like close
0: to this. Well, that, that's uh, I mean, I looked up like the history of women running for office, right. uh, mm-hmm. and I think that the timeline on this is very interesting because this is in 1960, um, so a good 40 years after. Uh, women's suffrage after the 19th Amendment and Ellie is well under 40 years old. Right. So she's never known a time when women couldn't vote. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, for everybody who is uh, watching the TV at this point uh, they're also, like, the younger people are also aware of this. So there's a fun little, like, generation gap I think that gets played with here. Mm-hmm. And- well, also, women running for
3: office was not anything new at this point. The show kind of treats it as like a... Uh, like as this, this revolutionary thing, decades women had been like successfully running for I
0: office. Mean, people
2: who there were people in Congress or the Senate, I can't remember which that had been elected that didn't even have the right to vote and they were elected.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was always like a senator's wife who died, or like the senator no, died and the wife took over. I'm or?
2: pretty sure there was one that was actually elected. I can't remember who it is right now, and I probably should have researched that before coming. But I mean, fun I, fun I, you know scavenger hunt for our listeners. Go I find mean, it was.
0: I looked it up. I I I found like a good timeline of uh, of that stuff. We've already had uh, a female, a couple of female mayors in large cities. The first one was Iowa City, Iowa. Uh, The second was uh, like Seattle. We've had we've had women, black women, Native women serving in state legislatures at this point. Wow. Uh, So it's yeah, you're right. They treat it like it's something new, but it's new for Mayberry.
3: Yeah. And
0: to be fair, they actually they
3: make it a north south thing. I think. Because they, they basically say, like, like, Ellie comes in and says, like, women are getting elected to office all over the country. And, like, Andy says something to the effect of, well, this is the South.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yep. Damn so it. let's do the one-sentence Wikipedia description. Uh Ellie starts a battle of the sexes when she decides to run for town council. Which, you know, you could probably guess from our previous conversation from context clues. All right, so our episode opens up mm-hmm. with... Uh, a picnic. It's a picnic, and, um... A, a, and... a picnic that made me kind of uncomfortable. Like, Why? it was... I don't know, just... It's very, like, Natalie Wood's Splendor in the Grass kind of feel to it, especially uh... with Eleanor Donahue. Yeah,
3: oh, a, um, a little bit. I think just, like, the, the level of, like, romance that the show has, like, cultivated throughout... Like, the most, like, the most, like, romantic activity so far has been, like, a kiss on the cheek or, like, like, vague eyebrows raised, and suddenly they're at a picnic, and based off of, like, the present that this show is set... That was, imme- it immediately felt like almost
0: pornographic. I was like, <laughs> whoa, they're sitting on a picnic together? She's wearing a dress? <laughs> no, it, it does, like, there is, like, this weird, like, sexual tension that's, like, wrapped up in innocence around, uh, Andy and, uh, and, and Ellie. Ellie.
3: And yeah. Barney and whoever the hell Barney is there with. Barney and his,
0: like, <laughs> latest conquest. <laughs> I can't believe Barney is the latest smart. show. Barney gets more
2: ass than all
0: of us. But, yeah. Uh, it, it pisses me off, though, because, like, we they went through that whole fucking thing where a man went to jail... So that Barney could get with Miss Rosemary.
3: <laughs> and then Miss Rosemary...
0: And then Barney immediately trades up. Yeah, like <laughs> drops her ass immediately. We oh, thought that about. they were
3: recasting Barney's love interest with just hotter and hotter actresses. And no, Barney keeps dumping women. Barney is a lady killer, inexplicably. A chinless
0: <laughs> lady killer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so a chinless
2: lady, lady killer of Mayberry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, so... so. It opens up, uh, they're all at a picnic. If not for the fact that there's a small child there, I would have been like, this is a swingers group. Um, yeah. But everyone's just, And Aunt B, yeah. uh. And everyone's just, like, amazed at the amount that Opie is eating. Like, mm-hmm. That's that's the opening gag. And he's doing his, sh- his thing. Does he have his guitar on? In yeah, I know. Yeah, he's,
3: he's, he's playing his guitar. He always,
0: yeah, just to show off. Um,
3: it felt very, like, college dorm. Like. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they, basically, they have, they do a, a little bit of banter... Uh, Don Knotts and... and Hattie Mae? Patty Mae. Hattie May is
0: his girlfriend's name, and I don't think she has any lines in this movie. Yeah, I don't think episode. she said anything. She doesn't say anything. We're, like, we're told that she said something to him later, but, like, mm. she doesn't... No words actually come out of that woman's mouth. Yeah. It's like the
2: Low Talker from Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah,
3: they, they fuck off. I think Aunt B and Opie also fuck off.
0: Yeah. Like... So now it's just... I mean, it's very clear that they want to leave Andy and Ellie, uh, you know, alone together. For yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're getting cozy. when Andy takes a nap, he's gonna like lay down and he puts the newspaper over his oh, head.
1: That's how it goes.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: uh, and Ellie immediately like latches on to an article in the paper. Pretty good fucking eyesight on her to see like. Yeah. Apparently read she the, reads
0: very quickly. Yeah.
3: To both like read the fine print of a newspaper from like like uh, like a couple feet away, and then immediately have a like. Yeah. Some, some feelings on it. Yeah. opinion,
0: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. Um, and she begins, like, mulling over the fact that there's no women running for city council. Andy says, well, of course not. One of them could win. Mm. Ellie is immediately offended. and yep. Andy says... Oh, that wor- that just slipped out. Let me let me let me put that sentence back in there. Ooh, that doesn't taste too good.
0: Uh, like, mm,
3: he's, he's scumbag. He's
0: really, but like, he's charming his way out of saying something stupid. Yeah, which is a thing that like we've like we've all done. I have done. I don't know about you, Dan. You have no charm. Nope. Um, oh, very, yeah, no, accurate. He almost gets away with it. Like, she's willing to let this shit I go. I did not
3: find that charming at all. No. That was
0: so skeevy. He's willing to let that, sh- or she's willing to let that shit go, but then he keeps pressing it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, you, you had an ace in the
2: luller, but then you yeah.
0: ruined it. Or something along the lines of, he keeps saying that it's silly, the notion mm-hmm. Uh, he needs her to adm- to say that it's he needs silly. That
2: validation, yeah. Like, you're cool, right? Because you feel the same way, right? And it's yeah. Like, no.
3: Yeah, yeah. He no. like he needs her to like submit. Admit to it being uh, and the thing story. that makes
2: it worse, Andy gets advice from a a wife beater in a jail cell. Oh, okay. we're not
0: there yet. We're ha- not there. <laughs> yet.
3: What? No. Yeah. Listen, we're going to we're we're gonna talk to Otis, but talking talking about Otis needs to go in the designated talking about Otis box because yeah, yeah. otherwise that will be everything. Yeah. Okay. Good right,
0: we're we're, yeah. we're not there yet. We're not there yet. I need a... I want to say Ellie has a really weird line where she's just like. Oh yeah, you're, I guess I guess I didn't really want to run for council. I was just trying to defend my sex. Ellie's motivation throughout this entire episode is, is wishy-washy, really wishy-washy and odd. It's very clearly written by two men. Yes, um, thank you. Thank yeah, you. thank you. So, so the reason for her to like stomp off doesn't make a whole lot of sense because she backs down. And then she just runs up hot again. Well, he says another stupid thing. He says the word silly again. Yeah. he's calling her silly, or the idea of a woman sorry. on council silly. So then she, like, storms off. And I want to say, by the way, this is, like, very well shot. Congrats to Don Weiss. Like, this whole yeah. scene looks really good. Yeah. And she, like, storms off. Then we cut to... Andy, Andy, we're now Andy entering
2: the, Otis Zone. Yes,
0: Andy in the jailhouse.
3: As uh, long as he is in the jail cell, we can talk about Otis. <laughs> Otis has to be on screen for us to talk about him, okay. because this the is, screaming will never stop.
0: This is, by the way, I like according once again according to the ultra reliable Mayberry Wiki. God, um, I need to become a contributor on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the only time we see Otis in jail, not for drinking. This is the only time that he's in jail for something other than drinking. And what he's in for is domestic violence. Uh, Yeah. They use domestic abuse as a punchline like four times. Yeah, no, they make it a reoccurring bit.
3: Like, this, this is okay. It's like Otis's Isn't Baba Bowie <laughs> is hit her in the mouth with some with a leg of lamb. All right, so Otis is introduced in episode two, okay. and he's like this. He's this silly little drunk. He's the guy. He's the town drunk who also ha- is late for choir practice. Oh. And it's like, oh, look at this! Look at this delightful character. Like
2: it's the, even though he's got his
0: issues, he's still lovable. Yeah,
3: yeah. and then, like it's, it's
0: like a like, WC Fields kind of thing. Like, oh, oh I'm yeah.
3: and and then he he comes into the episode, and they're like, all right, we're ready to introduce Otis as a full-time character. What do you got to say, Otis? Beat your wife! You gotta put him in their place! You gotta hate your wife! (laughs) That's me! That's Otis! That's my opinion! There's
2: context to this, though, because I was talking about um, that I was gonna be part of this episode with my coworkers, and somebody came in. I couldn't help but overhear that, you know, he beat his wife with a leg of lamb. Mm -hmm. Did you hear about the Alfred Hitchcock Presents episode that had a storyline around that? Um, there was an episode of Alfred Hitchcock. I think it's Alfred Hitchcock presents. Um it was like the the alternative to the Twilight Zone where a woman it was a
3: really shitty version of the Twilight Zone. yeah, I a woman it.
2: murders her husband with a leg of lamb and then serves the leg of lamb to the two police officers who are called in to investigate it so they eat the murder weapon.
3: Holy shit. I heard that like, I think, I've I like my dad told that as like a bedtime story when I was a kid or some shit. <laughs> so what the kids, fuck is going on in your house? <laughs> if the a brings a lamp,
2: it's all down I've heard that
3: story before. Well, yeah. So
2: when I mentioned that, she's like, "Oh yeah, well, have you heard about that episode?" And I'm like, "It still doesn't make it okay." But I'm wondering, maybe did somebody who a wrote a for call. that show introduced it into this episode and is trying to make punchline it on was multiple a levels. Reference? That like,
3: could be. Interesting. Yeah. I, that definitely doesn't redeem it. Yeah. But, but it is an interest. But
2: maybe they're making it's like with The Simpsons nowadays makes a lot of jokes that are referential jokes. Like if you didn't see the pop culture source that inspired it, yeah. it falls flat. Because it's so, been
0: sliding to Family Guy territory for like a decade and a half. Right. Yeah. But the
2: point is, maybe this was the Andy Griffith show's way of making a pop culture reference and trying to kick it up another notch. Like, oh like a flam, I guess you didn't succeed in killing
0: him. I mean, Ooh, I mean it's it's a possible theory, but it's still, again, it's still making
2: domestic no, violence a punchline.
0: The, yeah, and, and we've seen them make like a bleak pop culture reference before. Like they, but we, we should we should first
3: say uh, what the actual bit was. Sure, sure. Let's yeah, do yeah. this. Yeah, we're, gonna
0: we're, like, once again, we're getting hard of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so so it opens up. Uh, there is this really funny thing I see because we see Andy at the typewriter, kind of hunting and pecking because uh, he's trying to make write an apology letter yeah. to Eleanor. Otis is in his cell, and there's a good visual gag here. I love where, like, the cell is made up like an apartment. He's like uh-huh. in a rocking chair reading the newspaper. There's yeah. like a, a tasteful lamp and stuff. Like, it's it's <laughs> kinda, like it's, it's like, an just, apartment, yeah, <laughs> with it, bars on the. Bar. Yeah, it's it's really funny, and it's just like like he's there enough that they just like made his room up for him. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, and I really like that that bit there. I wish it weren't attached to a domestic violence uh, arrest. I right. like, wish it was just. Like, his public intoxication shit. Andy goes to Otis for advice on the apology <laughs> letter that he wrote to Eleanor. Uh-huh. Um, I don't even remember, was it a good apology or was it one of those, like, I'm sorry you were offended kind of shit?
3: It was, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, he apologized, he just basically said, I'm sorry I said something stupid. Like, yeah, yeah. it was something along those lines. Like, he doesn't really apologize for the underlying thing, but he just says, like, I'm, I'm sorry that this put a rift in our relationship. Yeah, I You know what? It's,
0: it's better than nothing. Like, yeah. We've definitely seen worse apologies. Oh, yeah. Um, and Otis is just kind of like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, Andy. This will not do at
2: all.
0: You can never apologize to a woman. I... Like, you gotta put her in her place. Uh-huh. And, and, and Andy's just like, yeah, but you're here because you... Like you got into a fight with your
2: wife. Not a fight, like he he beat his wife up.
0: It's not a well, fight! No, he <laughs> swung it Oh, so the joke is he
3: swung at his wife with a leg of lamb and uh uh and and Otis says, Well I missed, didn't I? Did you hit your- yeah, but you hit her mother and then Otis, like with his like his his hands around jail cell bars, like face pressed up, beady eyes like going out of a fat face, just goes, Ah oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Like he's really cac- taking joy in how much he hit his, mo- his a woman's a
3: devious mother. cackle. Like,
0: yeah. um, and it was apparently a uh, large hit because uh, a little bit later, uh, Barney comes into the office and says, "Oh, Otis, I saw your mother-in-law coming out of the dentist. Yeah, like he- apparently he knocked some fillings loose. Like, which it's a leg of." Lamb, that he
3: must have hit her hard. Or it was
2: frozen, like the story in the. Office oh yeah!
1: Matters. Oh shit! If
2: it was frozen. That that's like a baseball bat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Fuck.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so there's the more you think about it. I mean, at the time, domestic violence was known as a, a family issue. Like, oh, they're just having family issues; they'll work it out. It wasn't really looked upon as a police matter. Um, and that is no. the
3: explicit moral of the later episode of peop, couple like a husband and wife fighting they're just working things out
2: yes yeah. There were, and there were code words like no one there was no name for it at that point the name domestic violence didn't come around i think until like the late 60s early 70s maybe even later than that mm. but yeah it was a oh it's the it's a it's a family problem they they have to get their own house in order yeah and you don't want to break the family up so you're kind of stuck with it you take one for the team
3: I mean, in that context, it's sort of treated as like a, like, like some, some tomfoolery. Like, it's, it's, he's, it's not treated as like he, he did this super fucked up thing. And even, like, he's constantly advocating throughout the entire episode for hit, like, they use the term leg of lamb repeatedly, and they're like, like, he's, like, providing a dissenting opinion of, like, every decent behavior. He's like, listen, just hit her with a leg of lamb, and this will all sort itself out. And later, like, Andy is like, you know, like, you know that leg of lamb is sounding pretty appealing right no! now. Like, oh, yeah. like,
0: like Ot- Otis is like his shoulder devil for this entire thing. Yeah. Once again, we we had this conversation a couple episodes ago where like the show tries to be equitable about blame and then goes way way hard on one direction because it mentions that like Otis's wife did throw something at him. Yeah, that is said once, and then the leg of lamb was in retaliation. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm saying this not to excuse anything about Otis, right. but I'm saying this because. Fuck off! I don't want any like MRAs like writing into our show. Like she was a too! No, fuck off.
3: Uh, <laughs> I want to say that MRAs don't have enough time to like to hassle us. They fucking do.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Otis says can't apologize to a woman. You got to put her in her place.
3: And Andy uh, says you
0: can't
2: hit women.
3: And and so it, it does. Otis is the bad guy of this episode, but he's treated as like an acceptable bad guy. Like he's he's a he's a he's the person in the wrong. But, like, characters are like, now, Otis, that's not fair. They're not like, shut up, you monster! He's he's just your stupid cousin. Yeah, Yeah. shut up, you nightmare pile of garbage. (laughs) Like, he transforms from, like, the lovable- He eventually transforms back into the lovable town drunk. For this episode, he is the fucking Shadow King from Legion.
0: Like, he is just this (laughs) fat pile of pure evil just stewing in the corner. (laughs) Barney comes in, he says the line- about seeing Otis's mother-in-law at the dentist. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, brings out the news that is the plot of this episode, which we're finally getting to. Yes. This is um, going to be a long where one. Where <laughs> he reveals that Ellie is running for town council. Mm-hmm. Ellie has taken it upon herself. Uh, and is out gathering signatures right now to get on the ballot. And
2: Barney signed
0: it. Barney signed I
2: love it.
0: Love you for that, Barney. Barney. Not only did Barney sign it, he was the first name. On <laughs> That's <the ballot>. right. <laughs> he he explicitly did for like
3: basically like sexual reasons. Oh, okay. like, he's like,
2: oh, I'll sign.
3: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: He Mae, may like called her some pet called him some pet names. And...
3: He does it because his girlfriend called him Cream Puff, mm. which is
0: like weird but all right sure it's whatever. not uh,
3: even a very like complimentary romantic phrase like yeah if someone calls you a cream
0: puff they're not saying it you're in not nice strong and, yeah. yeah
3: like like you're, like you're
2: easy to be you can be pushed over like a
0: cream
3: puff like there's a lot of other terms it's basically like the only term for like a thing that is sweet that is that would hurt my feelings like
0: uh-huh. so what happens next right uh yeah.
3: A
2: woman running for council? That's awful. We can't have that. It's just bad having a woman running. Like, I took down some of the quotes that... That, That's
0: Andy talking. Well, no,
3: this
2: is, um...
0: Oh, the the two, the no, this two is the other two men. gentlemen
2: who come in—they're just like, did you
3: hear the news? the guy with the mustache whose head is the shape of a thumb? Yeah, like so, yeah, that's yeah. the guy. That's the guy.
0: Two other men come in and they're like ranting, and raving, and they're pissed off at Barty for signing the signature. Yeah, and they're and like, so is
2: Andy?" And I'm just like, "Where's your where's your loyalty to your your friend and your woman in this situation, dude?"
0: Uh, he has zero. Andy's a Andy's a shitty boyfriend. This yeah. is what we've learned throughout this entire uh, he, period. These two men are. Rant and Raven, and they say, Andy, you got to do something about this. They're basically doing the same thing as Otis, yeah. uh, saying, put your woman in her place. Mm-hmm. But leaving out the bit about the leg of lamb. Yeah. So, so Andy goes to the malt shop uh, pharmacy where she Ellie did. works uh, mm-hmm. to go make things up, like try to patch things up. And then, up put, her her and then yeah. put her in her place. And then put her in her place.
3: Well, he, he says, he addresses the idea of her running for, uh, uh, for city council is like I heard the silliest rumor I can't use the word silly enough here That you were running for city council silly, A silly council yeah. <laughs> he, It was like the silly silly Extremely silly Completely implausible rumor That you're running for city council I'm screaming at you with my eyes <laughs> I know you are in fact doing this change your mind and pretend like you're not.
0: Once again, though, he is forgiven. Once again, he pulls himself out of trouble and then puts himself right back into it. What he's
3: doing
2: is kind of a form of um, gaslighting. Like, I have in my notes here, like, Ellie, what the hell are you apologizing for, girl? Because by the end of it, she's like, you know, maybe, maybe this isn't something I should be doing. I'm so sorry that I put us through this. And gaslighting is the idea that your partner... Is um, basically turning your reasonable requests like if you're out late, you're not responding to my texts, I've got the sense that you're seeing someone else. You just need to relax or you just need to not have that idea. Yeah. And then the other person saying, Well, gosh, I was out of line for being myself and asserting myself. I'm so sorry.
3: Yeah, like he's he, he's waging his own form of abuse against mm. her. Like of like constantly undermining and questioning her without like yeah. the overt conflict. He yeah. does
0: he doesn't yeah, it's it's this weird thing, and it's it's actually probably a good episode to show when you can talk to talk about the idea that maybe abuse isn't just physical, because mm-hmm. he does not hit her with the leg of lamb, although he does consider it. Yeah. He, that's, that's the punchline of this scene. He's like, ah, oh, I should have brought a leg of lamb. He,
3: he, oh, you no, know, he explicitly says, the only, like, uh, Otis, Otis was right. right. The only uh, thing they understand is a leg of lamb.
0: Well, and then we all laugh, and it fades to black, and cut to a commercial for cigarettes or something. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, and the Honeymooners was out Gosh. Let's
0: say, Honeymooners is a contemporary uh-huh. Oh shit, was this the same period? Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe Honeymooners a co- was like the 40s, 50s? No, Honeymooners probably went, Honeymooners probably went off the air Just like a year or two before Okay,
2: because that was a running gag too Like one of these days And there was even a motion of raising a fist Saying like, one of these days I'm going to beat the shit out of you You're going to push me too far I yeah. mean,
3: that was not a running gag That was, that was their dynamite Like yeah, that yeah. was the catchphrase uh-huh. Yeah
0: you're you're really rocking the catchphrase rates in this episode. I appreciate it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> but yeah. So he does the uh, he does the half apology. He tries to emotionally uh, manipulate Ellie into dropping out of the race. Mm-hmm. She refuses. So the plan is put in place.
2: Oh god,
3: which the, plan. the uh, so this I've actually looked into because I've been trying to figure out. I've talked to. I've uh, talked to lawyers about this again. They're also kind of unsure about whether or not the, the events that follow are explicitly illegal. because all right, So the plan that is cooked up, he gets all the men together. And he says, what we're going to do is, if all the women vote for Ellie, she's going to win. Mm. So what we have to do is we have to stop all the women from voting. How are we going to do this? You're going to cut off all your uh your wives access to your bank accounts.
2: And credit cards. And credit cards. Old credit line of credit, because they didn't really have
3: credit cards back then. So basically doing financial coercion Abuse. to stop all the women in town from voting. Mm. Uh now this is orchestrated by the sheriff and the justice of the peace. Yep. So same person. <laughs> yeah. Basically the most powerful member of local government. Because the the, 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 the mayor is useless. He's an absentee. <laughs> uh, so the most powerful member of the government in the town organizes mass financial collusion now if whether or not the actual act of of withholding money from your wife to keep her from voting is it's
2: not illegal but it is very questionable yeah so you're restricting their access and their agency to be able to buy groceries, to be able to buy clothing if they need it. God forbid if they have to go to the emergency room, you're preventing them from being able to have access to things that would allow them to do that.
3: Yeah, but it, it's since it's access to joint funds it might... That's you, where it
2: gets murky, and that's why yeah. financial abuse can be notoriously difficult to prove, because if everything is in your, your spouse's name, um, and it's like, we can't prove that this person was not giving you access because it's in his name. Yeah. And you're know, not always man doing the abuse, but, you know. It's in there. And in it, fact,
0: it probably wasn't joint, right? It was probably very unlikely that these women had their name on the account. And they're it was not working. Entire... So there's no
2: other way. Except for there were some shop owners that were female, but it looks like a majority of these customers were women that were homemakers. Yeah. So they had no other means of income.
0: And and they, they do this. They do a montage through this. There, there, <laughs> the there montage two, is great. There are two very funny montages about this. <laughs> uh, and they do something here that, like, I wish television shows still did where it, the entire thing is silent, and they pretty much let the, the score... Uh-huh. uh They let the score do all the heavy lifting, lifting on all the jokes. They do the, like, trombone. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: it's, it's,
0: I wish that convention still happened. <laughs> it's, it's a really good... If Brooklyn Nine-Nine
3: did a trombone narration of a montage, I would be on board. Yeah, yeah,
0: Those montages are very, very fun to watch. And if nothing else, I think you should just watch this episode for them. Yeah. But, um, all
3: right, so in, but in regards to this whole this conspiracy, it's kind of interesting because... Andy has done a lot of illegal stuff on this show, but it's always, like, kind of a gray area. They do a really good job of making it kind of, like, iffy. Like, oh, maybe this is a misdemeanor. Maybe this is, like, an actual crime. Mm. This, there is no in-between because it is either not at all a crime and just massively unethical, or B... It is a massive crime, the kind that there are hearings for on uh, TV and a lot of people go to jail for. Like yes. it, it's either not at all a crime or the biggest crime on the show. Mm-hmm. Like he he well, might have he might have done criminal conspiracy for voter suppression.
2: Well, and the other layer here is um uh, ellie had said not only am i going to run i'm going to encourage other women to run too so not yeah. only are we talking voter suppression we are talking about restricting people's access to mount a campaign yeah
3: but i have i've have described like to a couple people the thing that andy does on this show and they're like all right well is the woman like wildly uh corrupt or is there like what what does she do What's to justify problem? this right. and i've been like no nothing he likes her she's the <laughs> love interest and they're like what? What? Like, it, like, people don't process the events of this show. Right? I will say,
0: there's one thing I... Like, this show, or this episode, wastes a lot of time. Literally just having one line of Ellie be like, if I'm a city council, I will fix the yes. schoolhouse, or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, they it, don't even give her a chance. Yeah,
0: there's, there's no... we. I don't know what policies Ellie stands for. It, you can illustrate that maybe if there was something... I, I use fix the schoolhouse as a pretty sexist example... But, like, if there was just, like, one thing that Ellie notices needs to be fixed that none of the men notice. More jobs for
2: women. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just something like that. Uh. Give her one line where she's like, I want to be in city council so I can blank. Right. As opposed to what the, like, motivation really seems like, which is, like, I want to be in city council so I can show that women can be in city council, and also because I'm mad at my boyfriend. Like It really does a disservice to Ellie. Although, part of the
2: reason I want to run for office later stems from how angry I was at the 2016 election. Mm -hmm.
0: That's not... We had
2: the most qualified presidential candidate ever. And it still wasn't enough, and she was still taken down in many instances because of who she was. And I'm just like, that's messed up, and I'm thinking about doing this now.
0: And that's that's true of a lot of women. Like obviously, we,
2: people. There is more to me than that. <laughs> yes, no, but, that was a very strong. I'm just like, oh fuck no. But there's, there is there's, there's
0: a are, record number. No- like as we're recording this in 2018, there's a record number of women running for office. Uh, majority Democrat women, yep. and yeah. as a result, so it's it's we, this episode both aged poorly and also is very timely. Just mm-hmm. immediately got super relevant again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: The voter suppression plan kind of backfires because the women get together and they're like, alright, well...
2: Wait, 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 before we go on, can we just talk about how wonderful it is that a woman is in her fucking slip? And Verlade's like, well, I can't let you buy this dress because your credit's been cut off, and she's like, <laughs> I'll show him! And she puts her out and she runs out of I didn't, she- didn't even catch oh that bit. God, I was just like, "Step girlfriend is running out in her slip? This is serious! That's um, like a woman going out when her hair is half did, or like she's had like one pedicure done.
0: She's so mad. <laughs> so
3: you can, I died. When she's, like, she's
0: like, oh my god, she's like taking off the earrings, like oh no, oh no.
3: <laughs> At what point you can read what one, like when one of the the wives is like denied, uh, like the the shoes that she had purchased. You can like read her lips. <laughs> I forgot about that, and she's like, well, I
0: never. Like she actually and she mouths,
2: stumbled out with one shoe on yeah. and one shoe on. That was adorable.
0: So the women to get together, names. and they're like, well, guess what? There's some shit we can withhold, too. And it pretty much, like, does not say that they're doing, like, a Lysistrata-style sex strike. Yeah. But so it's so like, like, yeah. Like the, you know that's
2: a component. You know no one's getting that, any.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's like, heavily implied. But instead, it's, a, it's way more sexist than that. It's like, well, guess what? We're not cooking. We're not ironing. We're not cleaning not shit. Mending
2: yourself. Not yeah. mending your yeah. socks. Yeah.
0: Do it your own damn self. And in a way, this actually just makes, like, the men look more and more incompetent. Yeah. Uh, and Andy, of course, is also suffering from this because <laughs> his homemaker at home, his Aunt B, is also on, like, this worker's strike. Uh, and by this point, we've kind of lost the entire plot about electing <laughs> a woman in general, and it's just like... It's
3: just vague, like, 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 it, it's sort of doing, like, a, a, a kind of almost like, like for the time, forward-thinking gender, like women can do. Women are just as important as men within the specific preset
0: uh, patriarchal gender roles. It's, like, a, it's a, it's a very like separate but equal kind of yeah. Thing, you know? So we open up to breakfast where uh, Andy is attempting to cook his own eggs, which are now like like black. They look like fucking beans. Like yeah, it was I'm like, that's not eggs. It was not eggs. Uh, and he puts them onto Opie's uh, plate, and Opie makes jokes just like, like, "Oh fuck him. oh, oh, is this like the is this like the well- done uh, carrots we had yesterday? Like, apparently, Andy's just screwing everything up. <laughs> and, uh, the best
3: is Opie at one point is like, I'm gonna keep eating Dad's food even though it hurts so
0: bad. Like you're poisoning your child. <laughs> I mean I mean honestly, at at this point though, like you're a grown man, and. Yeah. It's humiliating that he is a grown man who does not know how to cook eggs. Yes. Yeah. That's...
2: It's like, that's basic. Like, when you were in the academy, you should have known how to do that He, shit. he was
0: in the military! He was in oh, the army! Man. Oh,
3: they use rations, though. That's like... Powder. You just add water to that. He, 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 he
0: ate out of the You still kit. need yeah. some
2: survival skills, though. <laughs> shit! Yeah, yeah. He should be able to cook eggs. And I love that I mean, Ampy's like, "Are you Obi, are you sure you don't want some nice stew? Yeah. And that's he says, no, I'm gonna keep eating this food. I well, this really is a- like that
3: Ampy has evolved into, like, she is the regulator of Andy. Like, it is her basic job to just show up once an episode and be like, fuck you! Fuck your entire deal! <laughs> like, what you're doing this episode is bullshit! <laughs> I get it!
2: She's, I she's get. like B.D., like, whenever B.D. Wong would appear on Special Victims <laughs> Unit, like, yes! we think we know, we're talking about, oh no, no you don't, I <laughs> have the full shit right here, and then he leaves, and that's it! It's like she, get, <laughs> she
3: gets a designated two minutes every episode where she, like, fights her way onto the <laughs> set. <laughs> before like security dragged her away and she's like I have some opinions about this. That's
2: great. No. So <laughs> um, All right,
0: we're, it's a good thing we're talking about Opie's like blind loyalty to his father because that's what comes into play here. Uh-huh. Ellie enters the kitchen uh, to reveal that she has decided to withdraw from the race because she didn't mean to start a big war between the sexes and Mayberry, even though she very clearly, like, arranged all the women together, yeah. and she, she was their general. She um, arranged an insurgency. Movement. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah. like, it's what we said. Like, her motivations are super wishy-washy on this one. Well,
2: the other thing is, um, she decides to quit, but it's like she's asking him for permission to quit. Go on. Uh, well, just the way she came in, like, I... I just wanted to do something different, but since you have such a problem with it, I'll do it. It really—it yes. doesn't sound like asserting, like, I'm doing this because I'm concerned that people will get hurt, but I'm doing this to make you happy. And that's the other sign of an unhealthy relationship. Yeah. If your identity is starting to be absorbed by the identity of your significant other, and now you only exist to do whatever they want and make sure that their needs are being met while sacrificing your own, not an abusive relationship, but very well could be, could be on the way to becoming one.
3: I oh, mean, man. Andy does have a long history throughout the show of psychological manipulation. Uh-huh. But, in, uh, to put it your way, I never thought to use the term gaslighting. He yep. gaslights people frequently. Uh-huh. Often as his way of solving a problem. But uh, this is
2: my solution, and you're gonna come around to my way. But, yeah. Like,
0: Holy really cool. yeah. <laughs> but it blows up in his face right now. Blows up in his face. Uh-huh. Because, uh, and he's just like, okay, well, that sounds fine. And then Opie's just like, did that mean we won? We, we put we the won women won? in their place, we beat, those, we beat those ugly women, yeah. And like, and I'm going to say beat like has multiple meanings when it's said. Yeah. And they like, ha we made those girls. Then that's when uh, Ellie, again, turns her opinions on a dime. Yeah. And it's like, well, look at that. Look what you just did.
2: Yeah.
0: What a fun. She storms out again. Uh, got a lot
3: of storming going a on. a lot of episode. storming.
0: And then Aunt B just like again yeah. Yeah, goes fuck off. You Look know what you did, dipshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: your son is a. Is, you're turning your son into a bigoted MRA? monster. <laughs> yeah, no, it like it, it almost. He didn't say it, but like uh like it it felt like Opie had just said some like Reddit forum red pill bullshit. Like just like like Elliot walked and be like yeah all women are whores like, yeah, like redistribute God, yeah. sex like. <laughs> I
1: deserve
0: sex. Yeah. So, so now we get to the climax of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Which Sorry.
3: also, we get to the climax of the episode because Andy d- d- ignores the fact that his child is spouting sexist, to like, he's like, I have to go deal with this. Excuse me, child who just said sexist stuff. I'm gonna go... I
2: have a problem right here,
0: but I'm going to go solve this problem and instead. Like, like, well, We're going to circle has, back. Opie has zero <laughs> attention span. It's like it's like a it's like rubbing a dog's nose in it in like their business. You have to do it immediately afterwards, otherwise they won't know why they're in trouble. Right? Like, like you like, can like you the sexism
3: is settling into the folds of his brain. <laughs> I right?
0: can go back to later and talk to Opie about this stuff. We've seen how that works. Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, actually, he's probably doing more good than harm, just because he's so bad at debating his child. sucks at like, talking to his son. Honestly, if he if he tried to debate with Opie, he probably would have made it worse. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so we get to the the episode where I get uh, the climax of the episode where all of the the town is meeting in town square. And the women I guess it's are, like,
3: are are doing. A, we want Ellie for council. They're they're holding signs that are. Very bad. The set department went home at five because they're huh. just like, Ellie, good. City <laughs> council, Ellie. We want Ellie. Like, it's just Ellie and we'll, then we'll positive. Don't train
0: yourselves on this one, well, yeah. uh, again, again, Ellie has no platform to speak of. Yeah.
3: And also,
0: like, also, like, none of the other candidates show up. We're yeah. just told that there are men. Like, ethereally out there who are also running for council. Yeah. And none of them appear. Like, we don't know who these men are. But it's, it's irrelevant, I guess. Right. Uh, so now, like, like things have collided, they're colliding in the streets. It's like the beginning of Gangs of New York. Like, yeah. they're just having this big old clash, uh-huh. um, between the, like, pro and anti Ellie, uh, factions of town. Mm. Um,
3: It's there is about to be a riot,
2: (laughs) and I don't even know that. That lady with her slip shows up, you know it's on. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. taking her earrings off. (gasps) (gasps)
0: Yay. (sighs) And I don't even know if like the timeline makes no sense I don't, this isn't the election it's just a war yeah in it's like
2: you're losing your shit <laughs> over the preliminary stuff Andy it's got so
3: not... lucky that he just happened to stumble upon the riot like exactly. <laughs> what's exactly going like, on here guys yeah. like <laughs> fucking like, like nailed
0: it oh good I uh, thought I might find a riot <laughs> here <laughs> oh god oh. okay so so uh Andy takes the stage, essentially, like, hold it! Hold everything! Which is a thing he does in the next episode, too. Both these episodes involve, like, Andy talking down to the entire town. Yeah. You Um, got it all
2: wrong, friends! Yeah,
0: exactly. And he, like, stands up in front of everybody, like, in front of the, like, justice building, uh, and he gives, uh, the line in this this entire episode did not age well, but he delivers a line that aged the worst. Uh Where he's like, now, I just heard... My son Opie oh, say something God. against women, and if he doesn't like women, well, when he gets older and he wants to get married, that kind of uh kind of limits his options now, it doesn't it? Uh, which was almost they treated it
3: as I thought. Like when he started to do that, I thought they were going to make a gay joke, and then they just treated it as like not even an option. It,
0: it, 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 it didn't even occur to them. It yeah, didn't even occur to them. So it, ignoring, I mean, just. Ignoring how, how, like, it just ignores the entire, like, other option there, (laughs) it's also basically just like, well... A- Opie can't hate women, because then, otherwise, how will he get married? Yeah, no, you and, can't I mean, think- lots of
2: men who hate women get married all Yeah, it's all true, the like, time.
0: Otis is married apparently, so, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So
2: Otis yeah. and-, and Barney get more ass than all of us. Yeah.
3: Like, come on. Which, Otis is also in this scene, clapping at one point, That's right, and like- a bottle falls from him. Oh yes, like, I
2: forgot
3: about that. Wacky Otis, who is there with he's the wife right he swung at, like, <laughs> with, like, and the wife is just, like, kind of, like, Like a a bottle falls from his recent abuse victim wife, and she's just like, "Uh, "Come on!" Like her look is like,
2: "Here we go." Yeah, yeah. Like
3: if like the look I would give you if you just like really farted while we were in a movie theater. Like, (laughs)
2: come on, man. Yeah, just like I know you expect this of you, but really.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so Andy's whole speech is basically just like, "Well, now we don't want Ellie to run for council because she's a woman." But if you think about it, there's no other reason for that. Uh-huh. You have it written down, yeah.
2: I hate to admit it, but if Ellie wants to run for council, I reckon she's got a right to.
0: And and yeah, one of yeah, those... he hates to admit that a person in his town has, has a, right a right to, to do run a thing, for has yeah. rights. The 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 sheriff of town just like God dang those rights, <laughs> which <laughs> those civil oh, rights. He says
3: like one of the well, he does have like one good point in favor, which is like a, a, a good moment of clarity where it's like. We don't want her to run because he's because she's a woman. Do we have any other reasons why she shouldn't run? And she's like and it's like no. So he does like have so one. I think
2: that's when this line comes in like I, you know, yeah. she's yeah. got a right to. Uh
3: one thing, like, the entire time he's delivering this speech about how sexism is bad, I wanted to, like, purple rose of Cairo my way into the movie just be like, also voting is important and you shouldn't fuck with that. <laughs> right, Andy? Right? You should let people vote. You are an elected official!
2: Like, <laughs> Well, and that's the biggest irony about all this, by punishing the women earlier, like, Boyfriends, you are you are alienating a very significant portion of your constituents. Why didn't they just campaign for women harder? Yeah, like, that's my thing is like if you are really that worried about a woman running for office, beef up your platform, like cater to your constituents.
3: Uh, the, I mean the, the, that actually uh, that happened after women gained the ability to vote, what immediately happened was candidates started uh uh, started like campaigning on issues that were seen as more, uh more attractive to women. Sympathetic to their one of which kind of tying into Otis prohibition. Uh... Yeah, because, uh, like they the idea was, uh if you ban alcohol, husbands will hit their wives less. Mm. So that became a major platform right after uh, the women's suffrage. Uh, was it the nineteenth oh, yeah, amendment? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, right. No, no, yeah, the nineteenth amendment because prohibition is the twentieth.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no. my god. So it kind of, like ser- yeah, again, like, Otis is, like, this this living animus of just, like, oh everything God. anti-women.
0: <laughs> I will say, we, we, we talked about it slightly earlier, so I mentioned that we already had, like, women serving in uh, in state senates and, uh, like, a female mayor in, in Seattle, and to be fair, like, why the hell would anyone in Mayberry know who the mayor of Seattle was ten years ago? Right. Uh, right. But, like... Aunt B even says, like, it's so exciting. We've got a woman running for council. It looks like we're catching up to the rest of the world. Yeah. So, like, they pretty much make the point that, like, this is new to Mayberry, but it's not new to lots of other places. Good point. Which is, like, one of the things that we've always been very confused about, like, the setting of Mayberry. How it is technically 1960, but feels like 1935 all the time. Yeah. Uh So, and it gets called out in this episode.
3: It's a town stuck in the past.
0: Yeah. And so, we don't know... So... Everyone kind of like cheers for the right to vote. I guess like, no, not for the right they to cheer vote for elections.
3: Like, like we're che- like cheering for not like for deciding to not enforce sexism. Like, <laughs> like they're they're cheering like yeah, we'll let you have this one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're allowing this. <laughs> we're
2: on board now.
3: They're not. They're not like like we shouldn't have done any of this. But like we're changing our minds.
2: <laughs> Where was the woman that was saying think about the children? and right after he found out that <laughs> yes. Opie's warped, little mind has been warped
3: by all this. Again, just like, the, the sexism is just settling into
0: Opie, this oh. entire scene. Yeah, I'm not sure how Andy's gonna go back and explain his logic there later on. Uh, so, the last scene is everybody hanging out on, uh, Andy's front porch. Mm-hmm. Once again, it opens pretty much the same way or close to the same way it opened. He's sitting there, he's playing his guitar. I don't know if, El- if we've had the election. I don't know if Ellie, uh, if Ellie won or not, he he says in the song that he that she won, but like he might just be being facetious because like he also no, refers. No, she her wins. Like she's not like actually well, because ex- in, in the next episode or in a couple of episodes, there's like a city council meeting and she's not there. No, but no. then a few later episodes. She's there, and she has voting rights. Yeah, she has
3: voting rights, but also Don Knotts does. So it's kind of confusing. I don't understand the
0: the Mayberry city government, but it's It's fine.
3: I don't think Mayberry understands the Mayberry city government. I think it's just whoever is in the room gets to vote.
0: (laughs) Uh, Then why are you even having this issue? (laughs) But
3: I think Andy basically learns the true moral of the story. It's not women can do whatever. It's not voting. It's basically Andy starts to say another stupid thing. And Ellie starts to get offended, and he just goes, "I'm gonna shut up, regardless of how I feel about this interaction we're having. I'm just going to stop talking." And I think it's actually like a solid thing of just like when you say a thing and someone starts to get ba- to get pissed off about what you're saying, you can just shut up at like, any you can, time.
2: You can back down. Yeah, okay. like, that okay.
3: that lesson should be disseminated across the internet. Of like, maybe keep your opinion to yourself when it's
0: stupid.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Can we get that on a t-shirt? Yeah. You can it to yourself when it's stupid. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's genius.
0: <laughs> and that's episode 10. Ellie for counsel. Yeah. yeah. On to the weird one. <laughs> I'm Clint. And I'm Jared. And we're the hosts of the podcast, Hollywood, Your source for inebriation. Which you're not listening to right now, because this is just a promo for a weekly podcast on all kinds of movies. New, old, good, bad. Yeah, especially bad. Plus, we invent a cocktail and a drinking game inspired by each film. And sometimes we make jokes. Not this time, but sometimes. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher and check out the whole shebang at AlkaHollywood.com. All right, so we're moving on to episode 12, Stranger in Town. Uh, yeah. Our, our goodbye to the great Don Weiss. Uh, who, who goes out, I think, chasing
3: his dream of doing a Twilight Zone episode.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. So Don Weiss and Arthur Stander. We like Arthur Stander. He's one of our, the better writers on the show. Is
3: he the one that gets horny? The, oh. No, that's,
0: <laughs> that's David what? Adler. David, David Adler is the horny one. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Arthur Stander uh, wrote Stranger in Town. Um, we're at coming to the end of 1960, December 26, 1960 this airs. Uh and here is the one sentence wikipedia summary. The citizens of Mayberry are suspicious of a young stranger, William Landthow, uh, as the actor's name and I looked it up he hasn't been in anything like notable. He does not look like he's yeah. been in anything. Yeah. The citizens of Mayberry are suspicious of a young stranger who seems to know everything about them. First appearance of Floyd but the barber. Played for the only time by Walter Baldwin. So we we open in the in the barber's office. Uh, Floyd the barber is going to be like a regular character on the show, but this is the first time he's played by this actor. Oh, okay. They switch actors later. Okay. So. Mm, uh, that was a
3: fun exchange. <laughs> so it opens with uh, Barney getting a haircut and, and not liking it, and Floyd is narrating what he would do if he was president, oh, which yeah. again feels weirdly timely. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Of just like some schmuck narrating their their presidential actions, and he talks about how he would ma- he would move uh, his his presidential office out of the White House because you can't run an office yes. out of the place you live, and then specifically uses the example of talking to a prime minister and his wife comes in to ask him what he wants for dinner. Mm-hmm. Solid, solid a
0: little bit.
2: this is strong. The size of good, but it's
0: a solid bit. You yeah. Know, it, it just made me think of uh, like LBJ and his like, his deal of this like talking to diplomats while he was taking a, a dump. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Hey.
2: Or that time he called uh, the pants company to, when he recorded it. Kind of let did. the crotch out a little bit. <laughs> like burps
1: into
0: the... He's <throat> basically like, he's basically Rick Sanchez. Yeah. Yes.
3: Oh uh. my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Multiple occasions of him this? whipping his dick out in meetings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is what, how I
0: got to be president. So. LBJ was so crass. He, I, he
3: called his dick the big shrimp. <laughs> what? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's oh. the name. Does I the don't name know works? if it's because of the shape. <laughs> moving on. Um, <laughs> moving on. So he's a cocktail sauce. He's okay. narrating his everyman presidency, and while he's doing so, Barney's becoming agitated about his haircut, and he's like, "Did you fuck up my sideburns?" It feels like my sideburns are different shapes. And two of the guys say, like, again, nice little bit of, I, the, the left one is too long. No, the right one is too short. And then Andy comes in and says, what sideburns? They're completely gone. And Barney proceeds to just spend the remainder of the scene, like, either A, monologuing or B, Quick, like, joke sniping about what a shady barber Floyd is. Which, for that, this scene, Barney Fife was my hero. Yeah. Because there have been so many times where I have, like, the, like, the barber has turned me around and be like, so what do you think? And I've been like, Fuck. This is a nightmare haircut. <laughs> You've ruined the next month of my life. I'm like, I love it. It's Aww. great. And Barney just, like, steps off the chair and is like, Fuck. you're the worst barber I've ever seen. Here's some money. Go to uh, go back to school. Like, like yeah, yeah. God grant me the self-confidence to tear into a barber.
2: Oh, that's
0: great. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. I don't get the barber every month. Yeah. So, so, all of the men are sitting around doing their, like, Barbershop bullshit. And they notice a bus pull up and apparently like this town has so few visitors that like <laughs> somebody got
3: off
1: this time yeah what, that's
3: so they're,
0: weird they're, yeah.
3: Their, their initial thing is like is wait is that a bus wait is that a person getting off the bus wait is that person getting off the bus not immediately
0: leaving <laughs> is he is he gonna like come in here and use the bathroom and then leave? Or yeah, like, they're maybe, maybe he has to pee they literally say <laughs> something effective he's coming
3: right for us
0: <laughs> yeah they're very confused <laughs> that a man that's, that a man got off the bus and they say that like the bus came in from New York but I have a hard time believing that there is a direct line from yes! from New York
2: City to unless it took a wrong turn like,
0: yeah, like, so, oh so, this, so this young man gets off the bus and um you know I'm gonna make another Brooklyn Nine-Nine thing another like um like connection or like a <laughs> Boyle. he reminded me so much of charles oh. boyle from brooklyn 99 he uh, charles boyle and a lizard person yeah. like <laughs> so this is just this like this very like very odd almost robotic way he comes in he's like hello andy hello floyd how's your rheumatism yes yeah. <laughs> and he, like, how's
3: that bowel obstruction that you've been worried about he's what just right? he, 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 yeah he's like uh, how is your child opie and your mother figure, Aunt B, <laughs> Barney. How is your something something deputy? Like,
0: <laughs> right, right. It's like it's like he has like data points filled out. Human speech works like this.
3: Which uh, it's, it's it's deeply creepy it's and
0: such a weird episode. Like,
3: <laughs> it's one of the few moments where, like, watching the show, me and the people of Mayberry are on the same emotional level. Like, <laughs> the people of Mayberry are like. What is happening? This feels so uncomfortable. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm with you, Floyd. She's like, oh.
0: and it really, it's very Twilight Zone-y. Yeah. It's yeah. Super, uh.
3: Or, or Kafka-esque. And
0: a li- Yeah, a little... Little Twilight The guy story.
2: being in a trial not knowing what he's being... About to be convicted of.
0: I
3: feel like Rod <laughs> Sterling was just, like, on the edge of the screen the entire time just, like, ready to walk on. Like, like, give me my cue. I'll do it.
0: Mm. Like... But they, but they were on the same network, right? They are both CBS, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. He might have been on set. Like, for all we know, Sterling... Or Sterling may have just, like, done a touch-up on this. Mm. Like, it's... It's not outside the realm of possibility.
3: Which, throughout the entire episode... Barney Fife and Andy, but Barney Fife, Andy, and several other characters keep on like, "Are we sure this isn't the Twilight Zone? Are we sure we're still the Andy Griffith show? No. Like, it's cool either way, but if this is the Twilight Zone. Sure. I want to know
1: is. I
2: just, my is I
3: just want to know <laughs> if this is the Twilight Zone. You have to tell me. It's like undercover cop rules. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so yeah, so this this gentleman like makes some weird oblique references to these me- these people's personal lives, and then he just kind of says, well on my way, and he leaves, yeah. and all of the men around the barbershop go, what, what the, the hell? That? That? What was that? <laughs> yes. And, uh, Barney and Andy have a little conversation about, like, we're long for it. we should probably, like, look into this guy. He hasn't actually done anything wrong, but it's fucking weird. Which,
3: uh, in, in the process of leaving, Barney does pay Floyd and say, go buy yourself a book about how to cut hair. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. one final snipe.
0: Yeah. Just, just fucked up. So then they follow him to the hotel, right?
3: Uh well, first they follow him around town. Uh they watch him uh greet a woman walking her twin uh twin babies in a uh in a stroller yeah. and say, like, they're twins and he's like, Oh, that one's that one's Annie right. and that one's Mark like, and you can tell them apart And she's like, Mark has a mole on his uh on his left ear and she's like like, just like, who are you? And just like, like, I, yeah, like every maternal instinct kicks in in that woman, and she's like, "I should kill you." I should just <laughs> knowing that I should kill you. Oh my God. <laughs> but and then, like, I, then Andy and uh, and Barney like have a conversation where Barney just basically asks for permission to torture the guy. He's like, "Just let me
0: arrest Get him, him and then
3: give me ten minutes alone with him."
0: Like, like, like Barney's already thinking spy. Like, yeah, the very Cold War. He's like that Soviet. That dude's a red. Yeah, a red. Although he he also accuses him of being a German uh, no. because 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 Barney has not realized that we're not at war with Germany anymore because Barney has PTSD. Yeah, why will uh, nobody fucking address which this?
3: Also, oh, oh, there's a an interesting reference to the co- to World War Two spies because they he, he's basically like, what if he's a spy? He could be like uh, Tokyo Rose, remember? And I looked up who Tokyo Rose was, and that was basically a. Uh, there were, uh, on the, the Pacific Theater, the Japanese would play propaganda radio, um. which would basically be, uh, just music that Americans would like to listen to, occasionally punctuated by a, a Japanese woman just telling them that they were going to lose and reading them various statistics and information that suggested that the U.S. was losing the war. So it would be Slug like, like here's some nice jazz. Also, three battleships were sunk today. You're going to die here. You're going to die. And Tokyo Rose turned out to be one of the, I think, the, the seventh person to ever be tried for treason. Because she was a wow. U.S. citizen who went to visit her family in Japan. Then the war broke out. She couldn't, she couldn't get home, and all of her family back in the U.S. were in internment camps. So the only work she could get while she was in Japan, since it was a wartime economy, was doing propaganda radio. Oh, and there, there were a couple of um, there were a couple of different women who did this. There were multiple Tokyo Roses, mm-hmm. but one woman was basically convicted for being all of them. Oh. She was eventually pardoned, uh, but that's sort of who they're referencing is like. This I, I I think for like soldiers she was like this monumental like like figure like the great like turncoat spy like Tokyo Rose. Holy shit!
0: Oh, yeah. a reference. Yeah. yeah. Deep yeah, deep cut. Wow, wow. Uh, yeah. All they,
3: right. They say it so knowingly, like like he could be like Tokyo Rose, and I was like, that is a cool
0: name. I'm gonna look <laughs> that up.
2: <laughs> good, good, good that you want that.
0: Is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he the man makes his way to the barbershop not the barbershop he makes, makes his way help. to the hotel uh, where we meet the hotel owner Jason mm-hmm. uh, and this man again does some very weird things where Can I
2: have this room because I like it better. Or? Yeah,
0: yeah. Because
3: You're, a guy died in one of them. Oh, he, that's knew, right. he knew the room a guy died in. Cuz he
0: was the one that did. He got the kind of the vague <laughs> implication. Yeah, so he like he like gives the the He gets the key to a very different room. Like, I know that room was freshly painted. Although I don't really like green. He knows what color the room was painted. So the the, uh, hotel owner gives him the key. And he goes, bye Jason. And the dude never said his name was Jason. Yeah. (laughs) And... So at this point, Andy and Barney come in, followed by just like a crowd of people that they've just It's seen. like
2: the music man when Harold <laughs> Hill arrives and everybody's just like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Start following him.
0: There's like a parade of people <laughs> just like, what the fuck is going on? And, and the the point that you made earlier, Dan, is that one one woman's just like, look, I saw a TV show about this. And I love, I love the way she puts it. She's just like, but it wasn't a man at all. It was a creature from the supernatural world. (laughs) Which might be
2: another reference to the Twilight Zone. The episode The monsters come to Maple Street. Yeah. It feels
0: so very Monsters on Maple Street. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, so, yeah, like I said, they, they, again, almost directly reference the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and at that point, like, hearing that, Barney's suddenly way less eager to go talk to this man. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He could kill me. Uh... So everyone kind of like disappears for a little bit but Barney decides to stick around because he wants to like search the hotel room.
3: The, so the, the, the plan is put into place that Barney is going to start tailing him as sure. he goes about his day in town.
2: Without a warrant, or a yep, probable nope. cause of any yeah. kind.
3: No, yeah, that's the designated crime for the episode is Barney <laughs> surveils and tries to steal the property of a man with no warrant. He eventually Once
0: again, though, we, uh, we have not gotten that Supreme Court ruling yet, I believe, so I don't think he needs one. Miranda? Or, Wait,
3: like,
1: warrant warrantless?
0: Yeah. This
3: whole, uh, so, the entirety of the Andy Griffith show, as explained to us by an actual lawyer, mm. uh, that we somehow talked into doing this, um, <laughs> Was, uh, that this was basically almost, like, in a a Wild West period where there was no accountability for cops whatsoever.
0: All the, like, civil rights procedures that we, like, know today don't exist yet. They're all gonna happen pretty much uh, in the course of this show, in the next eight years of this oh show. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. So, so again, what Barney's doing right now, not illegal at the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. dear. Um, barely illegal now, to be honest. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um... But Barney begins surveilling this guy. They, uh, the, the the events of this show are so, like, wishy-washy. It jumps between just Andy vaguely, like, discussing him and then townspeople being pissed and then him going about his day creeping people out huh. so suddenly that you can't really, like, break it up into individual yeah, scenes. Yeah, I mean, Like, they uh, sort of melt together. It's
0: all melding together. So I'm going to skip to the part where Barney decides to search the hotel room and he reaches, like, Jason the I mean- hotel Jason, the hotel owner, is gone. He's out of the room. And Barney just, like, s- like sneaks behind and slides his hand into the cubbyhole where the keys are kept and gets it stuck in a mousetrap. <laughs> yeah. And then Andy comes in. Well deserved. Andy comes in and catches him with his hands in the cubby. Just like, what are you doing? What's going on there? So Andy lectures him for uh, tailing this guy and for going after him when he hasn't really done anything wrong. doesn't be mm-hmm. very weird. Um... Finally, we have a scene where Andy is at back at his office in the courtroom in the jailhouse, uh, and he's on the phone with a gentleman who owns the gas station. Correct. Yeah. He's yeah. he's in the
3: pro he's in the process of trying to purchase the gas station.
0: Yeah. Not Andy, but the visitor. The, the, no, yeah, yeah, no.
3: He uh, the visitor is in the process of trying to purchase the gas station. Andy is basically talking to him and uh, discussing with the gas station owner how freaked out he is. By the prospect of this, uh, of of this transaction happening, right?
0: Yeah, ba- basically the phone conversation is, uh, I I think it's basically just the gas station owner calling uh, Andy to be like, hey, legally, can I just not sell it to this dude because it's he's fucking weird? <laughs> 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 and Andy's like, legally, I guess you can. I don't yeah. Um.
3: Then there's the next, uh, oh god, the, the next Lucy. thing that the stranger is doing. He's trying to find love. He's harassing a
0: woman. Yeah. 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 Uh, So the stranger enters the room, enters the courthouse and says, Hi, Andy. Uh, I have a favor to ask. After I purchase business, (laughs) could could you be witness and offer a human signature?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I would would like to begin courting one of your (laughs) women shortly after.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he... uh, he reveals to Andy that uh he has been knocking at the door of a young woman named Lucy who we've never seen before uh-huh. um, and, and
2: neither has he we find yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah he hasn't seen this woman but he is in love with her and
2: wants to marry her yeah
0: and he's just like i'm here to court lucy and he's like then he's like has has lucy opened the door uh, <laughs> uh and he's like, I don't think that matters. I love her.
1: <sighs> what it's does that matter?
0: so fucking creepy. And, 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 to, and to be honest, like, I'm, I kind of feel for this dude throughout this episode. Well, except until for this, this point. Until oh, okay. this point. yeah right yeah. Yeah. Let me finish my sentence. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 I felt the same way, though, because I, I mentioned publicly before that I'm a person on the autism spectrum. And you misread signals, especially when you're still learning about somebody's mannerisms. And mm. I've... Even in the job that I'm in now, if I if I see certain people in the pictures that we use in our marketing, and then I meet them in real life, I sometimes come off sounding like a creep. Like, I don't know you, but I've seen you before, and I'm so glad to follow you and they're just like, what the fuck is this? Oh,
0: holy shit. Yeah. Once, a- once again, connecting to uh, modern uh, television, there was an episode of Netflix's One Day at a Time, which is wonderful, and you shall be watching it. <laughs> there was an episode of Netflix's One Day at a Time about a teenage girl who... Who is trying to impress her girlfriend uh, as they go to the dance. And she wants to impress her girlfriend and show how many friends she has. But she doesn't actually know these people. Oh, so yeah. she's like gotten all their information off of social media. She's like, yeah. hey, hey, Kurt, remember last year when you went to Mexico? That was so much fun. It's the exact same plot, actually. Yeah. Um, except like it's a character that you already know from beforehand. So this isn't an uncommon bit. We should get into the fact, though, that Lucy shows up at the courthouse to get a restraining order. Yeah. Yeah. Lucy rolls in and she's like, there's a lunatic knocking on my
3: door. I'm being harassed. I need you to do law. Like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Andy, of course, is just like... No! Get a little lamb and solve
3: it yourself. His, Come on. His, like His default state of, let's all calm down now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a middle ground between <laughs> him wanting you to be his wife and you not wanting to have to be harassed on a daily basis. We can make this
0: work compromise. for everybody. There's a compromise in here somewhere. Andy, <laughs> fucking enforce the law once. Once! Once! Enforce the law even a little bit. I get that you have
3: a very flexible view of it, but just do it <laughs> even ever, like, once, one time...
0: Just do your fucking job, <laughs> Hattie. What is the point of you?
3: What? <laughs> Why do we allow you... Like, oh, he'll enforce the law when it's, like, when he wants to stop women from voting, but, like, a woman is in clear and present danger from a creepy Let's lunatic... Let's all
2: think about this for a second. Yeah. Let's put the brakes
3: on. Let's point the brakes on. So now, jump to so right. conclusion. So Now, so- is this guy creeping everyone in town out? yes. Is he currently punching your door on a regular basis? Also, yes. Am I going to do literally anything about it? Eh. <laughs> I feel like this situation will work itself out. <laughs> and even before that scene, the guy's like, I think I love her. And Andy's like, You're
0: crazy. Yeah.
3: You're an insane person.
0: <laughs> he flat out says, like, like he's just like a, a, a great, great time piece. He's like, Hey, do you think we'll ever get to the moon?
2: <laughs> <laughs> NASA so paid good. them to put that in. They're like, Can you just start to get the conversation started. So the
0: word surprise in a, a couple years. It in there. It's a
3: solid zinger. He's like, because you're already there. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Oh my it's such a good zinger. So when a man
2: says it, Andy is just like, I'm happy to tell you what I fucking think of you. When a woman says it. I don't think that's how it went down. Yeah. I think you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's not that bad. So,
0: so, so Andy sends Lucy home, like, all right, I'll, I'll figure this out. You, you just go along home now, young lady. Uh-huh. Like, and Lucy's like, like 21. <laughs> yeah. She's a grown woman. Like, I went to college, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, nobody in Mayberry goes to college more than
3: me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, e- Ellie shows up having gone to college and they're like, ooh, look at the college girl. That's
0: true. That's yeah. Cool. She's, yeah, she's, the most educated person in this entire. Oh my God, she's the most <laughs> qualified to be in council. She's the only one just who has like twenty sixteen. Yeah, she's the only one who has a degree. I didn't even think of
3: that. Yeah, no, that's like the basis of like why she she should be running for council. She's the only one of them ha- that is at all competent at anything ever. Yeah. Holy shit! Okay, <laughs> she uh, should be the mayor. Glad we, keep, glad we all came to that understanding. <laughs> okay, um, let's so just take that said revelation said... and edit it back in.
0: <laughs> So he sends he sends Lucy home, uh, and then he's like, "Bro, what the fuck is your deal?" Yeah, <laughs> he basically just like sits this guy down and just like,
2: "You gotta tell me what this is about. What is going on here?" Yeah,
0: and the the dude like starts to have a little breakdown. He's like, "It didn't work. Nothing worked." Oh my. He's like beating himself up. He's like like a minute away from like literally physically harming himself. Before
3: man. before we we do his explanation, I need to say, I don't believe it for a goddamn second. It is a <laughs> clear lie. It is a lie. Go ahead. All right.
0: So here's the explanation that this weird, weird man gives for... <laughs> this like, reptile creature. For all of this knowledge that he's Scouting
2: out obtained. for the next race to come uh, in yeah. from outer space.
0: He served in the army with a guy named Joe Larson from Mayberry. Son of Pete and Edie Larson. Thank you. Wikipedia or Mayberry Wiki. Hmm. Um, and
3: Mayberry Wiki, God man. <laughs> Properly credit them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so he befriended Joe Larson. Joe Larson would tell him stories about back home. Back home telling stories about Mayberry. And he started to really love these stories about Mayberry. Even to the point where like when he and Joe Larson weren't together, he starts subscribing to the newspaper. The yeah. Mayberry newspaper, and he's has it like sent to him. So he's like and he, he, like, falls in love with this idea and, like, has this fictional Mayberry built up in his brain, which is a little bit meta. I think you could do, like, a like if, if I was going to remake Pleasantville, I'd base it off of this episode. Huh? Um, but
3: the the explanation is he read the Mayberry newspaper for so long that he felt like he knew the people in town. Right. Which, but the, I, my question would be, how fucking detailed is the Mayberry newspaper that they're talking about what... The bar- ears, twins' ears have moles on them. Like they're like, if you need or to differentiate of the between, room, yeah. or the barber's
0: <laughs> rheumatism,
3: yeah, like is just like, is it like the the net like the weekly update on everyone's medical conditions?
0: Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, there
2: were newspapers during the time of the plague that would list how everybody died that week.
0: <laughs> and and to be fair, like I think that is exactly what a uh, newspaper in 1960 backwoods ass tiny North Carolina town would be like I'm, I'm sure it's it's not a daily paper it's probably just more like a gossip rag like it's just like one like one couple that like gets the dirt on everybody as it's always bothering people. Um, remember we've already se- we've seen the Mayberry Gazette I think is the name of the, the newspaper we've mm-hmm. seen it once before because they did a big write-up on Barney. Uh, because he was like the big hero yeah. that stopped that one crime. And they, they like dedicated a full page spread to the one crime that ever fucking happened.
1: You know,
0: remember, like, there's no, nothing ever happens in this town. So, but they want to have a newspaper. This is, this is something that's true of, of, Small towns. Yeah. I feel like well,
3: it, nothing ever happens in this town. There's a rampant moonshining ring and hillbillies shooting each other with shotguns in the woods every single day. <laughs> this and a is...
2: man beating his wife with a leg of lamb. Yeah, this
0: is a weird they have thing. One man crime spree that is Otis. <laughs>
3: this
0: is a weird complex that small towns have. Is that they're so like adamantly proud of being small towns where like everything's quiet and safe. But they also have this weird like inferior complex where like we're just as big as as good as those big cities. We're just we're just as good. Look at our our newspaper. We've got all sorts of interesting things going on. <laughs> so they I, I completely believe that Mayberry would have a newspaper, even though they don't fucking need one. Yeah. But there'd just be a newspaper, but to fill the pages they would just be like, Well, uh looks like uh like you know why they're reporting on Floyd the Barber's rheumatism is that's the weather report. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How oh, his, he... his, his joints are aching, so it might rain on Tuesday. But... <laughs> how
3: is he able to pick out everyone's face? Like he's seen
0: pictures of them.
3: Oh, you they think... have a photographer. I guess, so. They're just taking pictures. Of, I, I I guess this is more of a statement on like the I, I didn't like it didn't occur to me how fucking granular a new a small town newspaper could get.
0: Yeah, no i I believe that I believe that entirely. So, but I still don't believe him. Oh, I, I, I still think I don't think like this dude's lying. But yeah. like, it's plausible. So he built this up, he fell in love with Mayberry, and he fell in love with Lisa, and honestly, I want to know what the fuck articles are written about Lisa that got this dude all, all, like, hot and bothered for her.
3: Lisa, measurements. Like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's like I mean, they're just quoting <laughs> her on, like, the, how good a picnic was, and it's like, Lisa, parentheses, measurements. You know? <laughs> I, <laughs> just, like, Lisa, who enjoys this, this, and this hobbies. And
2: missionary. Yeah. <laughs> throw all this stuff in there. Oh, my
1: God.
3: Christ. start oh drinking. Oh, my drinking. God. Absolutely fucking shit. <laughs> just, like, yeah. No, again, like, someone, like, he should have heard that explanation and been, like, all right, but still fuck you. Like yeah, right, this is still not okay. This is still, you're... Well,
2: what? I'm going to offer a dissent here okay. because, again, as somebody who has a disability where you cannot read facial expressions until you really get to know someone, you don't always know when something that you have very good intentions about comes off as really fucking creepy. So I actually had, I think I might have had a very different reading than you guys did from this episode. I genuinely felt bad for the guy with the exception of the point when he's harassing someone. And I'm pretty sure in The Pursuit of Love in the past, I probably have crossed a line without knowing, like, that was really creepy or that was inappropriate because context and learning about human behaviors is very different when you have a brain that is really abstract.
0: And you know what? Even in, like, today's online scape, I did it this week. Even when you've had, like, a quote-unquote conversation with a person that is, like, remotely from you. Mm -hmm. So this week, I, like... Found somebody that I knew from Twitter and had conversations with, and then I like went to introduce myself to them we were like at a public gathering, and I recognized this person, and I was like, "Hi, person from the internet."
1: Oh. And we just kind of
0: looked. She looked at me for a little bit, and was, like, "Oh, you?" Yeah, <laughs> and I like awkwardly came in like in the middle of her having a conversation with someone else. And I was like, this was poor timing. Aww. And then I was just like, this is an awkward, uncomfortable situation. Did you say that out loud? <laughs> I did not. I just kind of like, you know what? I'm going to, I'll come back or something. Like, yeah. You know. On the other hand, I have had that that same interaction work out very well. It's a crapshoot. Yeah. But, yeah. You know what? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. And, okay. And, and you know not what?
2: Realizing they're awkward and really feeling bad about it. Or,
0: or thinking, like, I've, just thinking that you know somebody better than you actually do from like the interact the quote-unquote interactions using that term very loosely
3: and you know um they they do i think the reason they sort of accept this in lieu of um in lieu of, of, of autism the reason that they they immediately go like oh that's why the war he's like i came back from the war and they're like PTSD. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's. He I. The brain. I think they're. They're basically using shell shock as like. Oh, that's why this that's, guy is yeah, kind PTSD, of. For
2: PTSD, it was um, the condition where soldiers come back and like they're afraid of military hats. There's actual video footage of people from World War One. Guy takes off his hat, holds it in front of the soldier. Soldier starts to have a meltdown because he's associated some really fucked up memories with a piece of clothing. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Or first it was shell shock, and then PTSD and it just kind of evolved which it
3: was like it was a thing that didn't need to be stated at all he literally just says war and the and Andy just goes oh yeah the line it. yeah there's okay. not a line explaining it they're just like they just need go like war and then there's like a a, a subconscious explanation for any weird behavior
0: mm-hmm. I, I, I want I want to like explain how this episode ends and then I have a question for you two. Mm-hmm. all right so the next thing that happens uh, is Now Andy understands the situation, Uh, and he explains. He's like, "You know what? These people will get to know you, but you have gone way too far, way too fast. Mm -hmm. You got to slow down. You got to give them time. You know, it's like it's like letting a dog get to know you before you pet it. You know." Uh, And he's just like, "Just calm down. Just pump the brakes a little bit, buddy." And our stranger, his name is Ed, by the way, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think is bullshit. That's not his name.
3: Uh (laughs) Yeah. Nope.
0: Yeah. So Ed, I'm doing air quotes. Walks out of the out of the uh, courthouse.
2: The whole town waiting for him. When he no, gets there, ready They're to... to beat the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: uh, and it's it's Lisa's brother who Lucy. Runs,
2: Are we talking about Lucy, Lucy, the girl Lucy. who was harassed Okay, yeah. She has a name,
3: Marty. I think Lucy. we've called her Susie, Lucy, and
0: Lisa so far.
2: <laughs> Lucy. We yeah. may
0: never know yeah. what her name is. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Lucy's brother is there, just ready to beat the crap out of this dude. And uh. you know, what, again. I'm kind of on his side. Yep, no, I totally agree. That on was that particular... The yeah. yeah.
3: The entire town is there, to- not to watch, to surround him and make sure there's no escape. Yeah, uh,
0: they are like- going to, like, tar and feather him and run... They even say, we're going to run him out of town. Uh-huh. There may be some pitchforks in that crowd. Like, <laughs> they treat him like he's Frankenstein's monster and just killed a child. Like. Uh-huh. like Based off of his general demeanor and, like, his weird robot lizard-like person, I get it. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm not... I'm not blaming the town of Mayberry for this one. Hmm? But as as stuff is coming to a head, once again, Andy takes up and talks down to everybody and says, Hey, listen up, everyone. Y'all got this wrong. Here's how this went down. He explains, like, the only crime that this man has committed is loving this town too much. Nope. And <laughs> also harassing. And <Yeah.
2: laughs> <laughs> There was that one, too. But more importantly, loving and, this town. And
0: this is... And this is the fucked up part. After like Andy talks down everybody and they're like, Okay, we'll How accept him. Easy to sway is this town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, maybe this town shouldn't vote. Yeah. Like, to be honest. Uh, the like, most
3: easily convinced town ever.
0: They're so, immediately like, yeah, no, on board. Totally. Yeah, right. so so then so then uh the like gas station owner is like, Come on by, I'll sell you that gas station. And the hotel owner's like yeah, it's cheaper if you rent by the week, man And uh then, this is the fucked up part Lisa? Lucy Lucy, Lucy is just like, you know, I'd, I'd be okay if you came and courted me today No! No! Have, no, him, have him, like, a sentence Talk to him, literally at all And it, 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 it's also just, like, a really fucked up Like, it completely undercuts the moral that Andy just said Because Andy's whole thing was, slow it down and turns out, no, you don't need to slow at all because like the entire town just like, nope. Yeah, we're again. We're just, gonna keep
2: moving on this train. You just
0: say the code word "war," and everyone's like, "Well, nope. We're gonna give you a house. We're gonna give you a business. We're gonna give you a wife. Here you go. Welcome to Mayberry." <laughs> it's it's the like GI Bill. He needs an yeah, yeah.
3: Right after, right after Lucy, like her brother should have just walked in, and been like, and here's a key to our house. Right. Swing by anytime, day or night. Uh, like,
0: like by the end of this episode, I'm pretty sure that Ed is on city council and Ellie is not. Yeah. Like,
3: <laughs> I mean, all right, so. Wait, wait, before
0: I... Because I I don't believe Ed's story still. What was your question? My question is this. So we mentioned the episode The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street Mm. earlier. And that episode is famously a uh, a metaphor for xenophobia. Mm. Uh, And Rod Serling comes out and basically gives this whole monologue about, like, you know, we're so worried about people from the outside and we turn on ourselves and blah, blah, blah. Do you think... Do you think that a xenophobia metaphor was what they were going for here in this episode? Because, like, Andy kind of steps up in his monologue where he's, and he's finally saying, like, you're just, you're all afraid of outsiders. You're afraid of this man for being an outsider. Do you think that that's what they were going for?
2: I think it could have been that, but the problem is he read the newspaper and he had too many intimate details. Now, there are people that move into a small town that are not from there. Maybe they did research on best places to eat. They, if they didn't speak the language, they, they took a class where they were and then came in. This guy had in, like intimate Details, so it there was a layer beyond xenophobia for me, so I'm saying no.
3: Yeah, no, I don't think I. I think it, it, they might have been trying to go for that, but they, they failed f- miserable. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I'm, it wouldn't be the first time that the Andy Griffith Show tried to put out a moral and failed miserably. Yeah, bad. like I mean. I'm leaving it open to possibility. I I, mean, I think that they weren't like they, they weren't they weren't going to go so far as to like have a black man show up and tell, on TV. What? Oh god. Yeah, what, like, no,
3: like he he was he had the the different he was from the different country of being too socially forward.
0: Yeah, like it, So I feel like both of these episodes were like the Andy Griffiths are trying to be fairly progressive and just tripping over their own dicks. Like, so
3: <laughs> do you believe his like sorry. Right, so one thing that like stood out like to me from watching is at one point he's he's talking about what is the guy's name Joe his uh, his
0: bunkmate yeah
3: he was talking about Joe he's like it sounds so great to be from somewhere and Andy is like well everyone's from somewhere like he's and he's open like the
2: door for him to, to yeah what he's doing and
3: he's like I'm not I have no family and I've lived in hotels my entire life like please a prostitute yeah no and oh, then the- shit. Uh-huh. wait
0: what shit. son
2: of again. a prostitute. <laughs>
3: Oh, that's valid. I was just like, ah! I, I heard that, and I was immediately like, Alien. He's an alien. He is an alien that oh, landed, yeah. if, if son he's, of a prostitute, if, or son of a prostitute. Yeah,
2: or,
0: or he could just be an orphan. Like, uh, hmm.
2: but what what orphanage has a hotel though? I mean, or what orphans live in a hotel to like they would be put in
3: like a, an okay,
0: institution, possibly, mm-hmm. but like. When he says his whole life, maybe he means his adult life He
3: says that he's not from anywhere, very like, he's like, I'm not from anywhere. Well, it reminds me of Chuck Klosterman. But um, Chuck Klosterman,
2: in one of his essays, he wrote questions that he likes to ask people to find out, like, is this just an acquaintance, or is this somebody I'm going to get close with? One of them was, you're sitting in a bar, guy comes in, and you look over and the bartender says, don't talk to that man, he has no past. Second guy comes in, sits down at the bar, bartender says, Don't talk to him. He has a past. Which guy are you more likely to talk to based on, like, do you want to talk to the one that has no past or the one that has a past?
3: I don't know how I'm going to relate this back to Andy Griffith's show, but that's a really good question. Like, I mean, no past guy.
0: Yeah, no past. No past. Because, like, again, same same thing. Nobody has no past.
3: Right. But
2: I like knowing that the one guy has a past because I have some expectations now. Like, hey, if you do something really random, it's like, oh, okay, because you have a past and maybe some fucked up stuff happened in that past, we'll work on it. But when I have nothing to base, like, I have nothing to hang my hat on and really find out, like, am I safe with you? At least I know with the other guy, there might be some quirks here and there might be a moment where I have to opt out and say, this is, you know, this is a little too much for me. I'm going to go home now. With the other guy, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. And the fear of the unknown is something that makes me very uneasy.
0: Yeah, for me, it's just it would just be pure curiosity. Like, what the fuck does no past mean? <laughs> Nobody, he, he, what, do you mean, you mean he didn't exist prior to opening that door and in this bar? I mean, Honestly, he, I hear that
3: guy has a past, and I'm immediately like, okay, so he's going to tell me about his divorce the entire time. That doesn't <laughs> sound appealing at
0: all. All right, so let's go ahead and let us y'all get something else. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. This one pretty long. So, if you've never listened to the show before, or if you've ever been on the show before, we end each episode by rating our our two Andy Griff Show episodes uh, on two scales. One is our Andy Meter, which is how good is this episode? Like, how much did we actually enjoy watching it? Mm-hmm. And the second one is the FIFO Meter, which is how horrifying is the shit that goes down in this episode? Or
3: morally reprehensible.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. or morally reprehensible. Sure. Um, and what's
2: the scale that we're one to ten. Watching?
0: Yeah. One scale. being
2: not at all and ten being like holy shit balls this is. Exactly. Nine. Yes.
0: Exactly. So so starting with episode ten, Ellie for Council. Um starting with episode ten, Ellie for Council. Uh one through ten Andes. Marta, how good is this episode? How much did you like it?
2: I really liked Ellie running for council. The thing that did it for me was the girlfriend running out in her slope being like, well, this just won't stand. I'm going to go show him right now. I wanted her to come back though. So I'll give it a nine. Nine Andies. Nine All
3: right. Nine Andes. Uh, I'd say, I mean, in terms of story, it's not that funny at any point. Uh, like, oh, I mean, the montages
0: are funny. The montages
3: yes! are funny. Other than that, it's not, I, I'd say like five.
0: Oh, man. I see any, any episode I think that focuses on Ellie, on Eleanor Donahue, because she's like so much better than everyone else, is guaranteed five Andies from me, and I'll give it like another. Although this one does bother me because her characterization and her motives are all over I the mean, place.
3: She doesn't really have anything to do in this besides get like mildly pissed off. Mm.
0: And those montages were funny, so I'm gonna go with like I'm gonna give it seven Andies mm. All like, right, Landon, middle here. All right, now.
2: <laughs> five
0: of five scores. Holy
2: shit! Uh, hey. I mean, is there an eleven on the Be- five score?
0: Bear in mind that like, not only are we using domestic violence as a punchline like four times, we're just all chill with it, but voter also like a voter suppression campaign, like managed by the most powerful man in town, which Andy is. Yeah, Uh so I'm gonna go ahead and okay. So where see. Marty, you can do whatever you want with it. Dan and I have to like try to put this in context of other things that we've seen. It's horrifying. Oh, oh
3: crap! Um, okay, so what?
2: But it's not as bad as committing a crime or staging a crime that didn't happen.
0: I I'm gonna. I'm that's gonna, hard. That's so hard. Really hard. hard. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. One of them is eight. An... Eight 5 It's up there.
3: What? All right. So what did we rank? Was uh was the staged robbery
0: a nine? Yeah, I think we did. We that okay.
3: Right. So I. Uh, so that's hard because one of them is a felony and the other one is a civil rights violation. Um. I'm gonna put it even. It's a it's it's also a nine. Nine fives. All right. Yeah, they're 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 dead heat. Uh, Marta, how morally reprehensible is this?
2: I'm gonna go with a nine. All right, and go on the higher end of the spectrum.
0: Really, really high on them five scale. Yeah. All right, it's
2: a good episode, but there's a lot of problems I,
3: with it. Again, like
0: this would be if
3: this happened in like modern day, this would be, there we would see the hearing for this on C span. Yeah. Like. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, all right, so the next episode, episode 12, Stranger in Town, uh, Andy Meter. Marta?
2: Stranger in Town. It was, I didn't enjoy it as much as episode 10. I think, like, the creepy meter. It felt like, again, like we were saying earlier, it's like they were in a Twilight Zone episode and didn't realize it until it got really
1: weird. Yeah.
2: So, I'm gonna say seven. Seven Andys for this episode. It's okay, but...
3: I'd say six, six Andes. See, I'm, I'm,
0: I I liked this episode a lot because of its like weird, uh, Twilight Zone and like, because it made me feel uncomfortable and had that, like, like had that, this is the first time that I've felt uncomfortable and like awkward and the Andy Griffith show was trying to make me feel that way. Mm
3: -hmm. Counterpoint though, this was also the first time we couldn't remember the order of scenes. It's that muddled and confused of an episode of TV that we can't remember the order in which things happened.
0: You know, you make a good point. You make a good point. I'm yeah. going to also go seven. Seven, yeah. at least. Uh And then, like, how Fifometer? Uh, I mean, the, the, fa- the only thing that really bothers me a whole lot about this is the Lucy, Lucy thing. Yeah. Um, but then again, like... You know, I I gave four to a kid like having a shotgun pointed at his face. <laughs> so uh, you I got
3: priority. I
0: fucked that scale up all sorts of. <laughs> we you, we really have to create like a living document of this. Uh So I'm gonna I'm gonna say five five fives.
3: Um, I'm gonna say. I mean, there is also the unlawful search. Ah, you know, five fives. Yeah, five fives. No, really yeah. just the 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 complete disregard for a woman's personal safety. Yeah. yeah. I'm
2: going to go five fives as well.
3: It's right. not good,
2: but it's not like pointing a gun in a kid's face. It's,
3: it's not nearly as bad as it has been previously.
2: Yeah. And compared to the last episode.
3: Yeah. Um... All right,
0: so let's go ahead and, uh, and wrap ourselves up
3: here. So one one thing to mention, we uh, have new music and new art. Should, like, credit oh. the people that have uh, contributed
0: that. Yes, yes, so we have new, uh, new music, new art. Uh, Max Ludwig. You can follow him at, at Sleepy Talkie. At Sleepy Talkie on Twitter. And our art is from...
3: Uh, Emily Christina, who you can find at ScribEmily.
0: Uh, on Instagram. And on Instagram. Questions. Yep. You can, and where can you find us? You can find us, email us uh, all of your, like, thoughts on The Andy Griffith Show. You can email us, breakingmayberry at gmail.com. We have an email account now. We do.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Send it spam every day.
0: Sweet. Follow us on Twitter, at breakmayberry. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at remarks. That's S-C-H-N-E-I-D remarks. Daniel? At the LUDs. Marta,
2: at Marta Russick. That's M A R T A R U S E K.
3: And uh, our, I think our per episode thing: tweet at Ron Howard. Just Please. tweet at Ron just, Howard. Just, just, just a couple of blips on, on Ron Howard. Just, reader. just you. You don't have to like specifically promote us. Just you know, just tweet at him. Just <laughs> let
0: him know how, he, how you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> just tell Ron Howard about your day. Oh. Um, if you like this episode, of course, be sure to share with your friends, subscribe. We'll be on iTunes, so you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to like, rate, review, subscribe, do all those things that you do. Until next time, we will see y'all down at the fishing hole. Uh, bup, bup, bup. I think, I think you should really just insult people by just giving different pastries. Like, <laughs> yeah. shut the hell up, you maple donut. You what? You declare Claire, you. Cannoli <laughs> sounds. You can't do cannoli, that sounds racist. Yep, yeah. No,
3: that's. Because that is. That is, has been used as a racist slur. I've
2: also heard people use. um, Oh crap, what was it? Cannoli as a sexual thing. Like, I'll fill that cannoli up. And it's like, oh,
3: God. Is cannoli a dick? Well, I would say cannoli is the vagina,
0: right? Because yeah. you put the cream inside of it.
3: Oh.
1: <laughs>